Welcome back to Podcast 3 of 2019. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can tweet me at the public dog, and you can tweet us at the Odds Breakers. No more college football. No more. But that doesn't stop the fun that we have on Saturdays because we are here for you. And it is time for our Thursday night special podcast to go over some of the plays that we're going to have this weekend. Should you be looking for a sports book, please visit theodsbreakers.com slash uwager. Please click on the banner and you can have a 50% sign up bonus for first time users. Terms and conditions apply. There's also some reload bonuses as well. If you'd like to help us out with our costs, well, we'd love to help you out. Become an Odds Breakers member. Get access to the full website as well as our premium picks when we make the picks before the line moves. And for $2 more, you can have all that and become a patron subscriber and get our podcast a little bit early. If nothing else, please visit theoddsbreakers.com and become a free picks newsletter subscriber. All right, so I'm going to make these Thursday night shows, whether we have a guest or not, going solo tonight, short and sweet, you know, hit on some key things here, um, hopefully to help you out in your handicapping, um, and obviously give you some of the plays that I like that might either talk you on or off some of the games that you might be looking to watch. I'd like to first start with kind of where I rank the Big Ten. Now, I use Ken Palm a lot for handicapping as well as some power ratings, but Ken Palm seems to rule. (laughs) I have the algorithm for it, and uh, it seems to be, you know, what Vegas uses. And, um, you know, it's really close to the way I do it, you know, and I figure that... uh, there's a lot of power ratings out there. If you want to handicap easily, just add your four, three to four points for home field advantage, depending upon what team that you're handicapping, um, and then do the difference between the power rating. That's just a simple way to do it. I'm not sure if that's going to get you to 52%, 52.5%, but um, you know, it's it's definitely a start. Then you look at spots. Then you look at, um, obviously, injuries. That's a, That's a huge thing. Um, look aheads, everything, you know, all the things that make you a good handicapper, right? So that's kind of how we approach this whole thing uh, in basketball. But, you know, more importantly, there's a lot of times you run your algorithm and something's off and you're like, why is that, you know? Well, Vegas, to be honest with you, they don't always use Ken Palm and they have their own little uh, formula as well. So I know they, they use it at first, but, uh, you know, their own little formulas, sometimes wrong, sometimes right. They don't care. They just want to balance the action. You know, it's, it's funny. If they would have put, for example, the national championship, they would have made Clemson a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm not sure, sure if the line would have moved up to six. You know, it's just all about perception. You know, people kind of trust the line where it comes at. And 
that's where you decide if it's wrong or right. But what Vegas cares about is balancing action. Let's get into it. Michigan is my number one Big Ten team. And by the way, I specialize in the Big Ten. If uh, you're newer to this podcast, it's always great to specialize in a conference. And if you'd like to specialize in a conference uh, and be on the odds breakers or contribute just through some blogging and some posting, we would love to hear from you. Please contact us via Twitter or at theoddsbreakers.com slash contact us. Michigan, I do have his number one, and I'll tell you right now, Michigan State's really close. I mean, they've been playing amazing since that first loss to Kansas, and uh, you definitely got to give it up to Michigan State. Um, Tom Izzo's doing a fantastic job. Now, they might be first, but Josh Langford has been injured, okay? And uh, and, and I don't want to put them ahead of Michigan, who's undefeated. Some huge wins by themselves. North Carolina, a few other big ones. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not ready to crown Michigan State yet, but the way Michigan State is trending, they might pass uh, the University of Michigan here. And then, obviously, it's up to the tournaments. But, you know, it, it's just more of a number in basketball. You don't have to make four teams. You know, you have to make... 64, 64 teams plus the uh, the four at large, right? So um, Michigan State's just been blowing some teams away. Their bad losses. There's no bad losses. They lost to Kansas, and they guys they lost at Louisville. But then they, you know, they routed Iowa. They beat. They won at Florida without Langford. They beat, well, of course, Green Bay. Um, they. Uh, Took care of business, just blew Northwestern's doors off by like 30 points or something like that. Um, 26 points, actually. Then they uh, uh, beat up Ohio State by nine and beat Purdue by 18. They've just been on fire lately, even without Langford. So Michigan State, you know, definitely, definitely one to be watching. Third, I have Wisconsin. And to be honest with you, you can say I'm biased, but everyone has Wisconsin third. If you look at Ken Palm, you know, they have uh, Wisconsin ranked 13th, you know, and uh, Michigan is seventh and Michigan State is third. So they actually have Wisconsin three as well. Uh, If you look at some of the uh, power ratings out there, it it wouldn't be too different. Now, I I think that the... uh, the AP ranks them 22nd, but that's only because of the four losses. You know, they don't go by how good a team really is. They just, they factor in your your winnings and losses a lot more than, well, they should, right? The next team I have is Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska under Tim Miles is kicking ass this year. We have that future on Nebraska to win the uh, NCAA championship. Obviously, we can start hedging it once it, I believe that they're going to make it. Uh, and uh, I think they've just got done beating Penn State tonight, and we're on Penn State plus 10, 70 to 64. We're good. So Nebraska, I'm not going to say high ceiling because they don't have a high ceiling. They're not going to win at all. They're going to get up there, put play their asses off, be happy they got in the tournament, maybe make the Sweet 16, but they're just you know very high floor, low ceiling type team. Maryland, they're next and they've been on fire lately. 
um, geez, they are, they, you know, they just beat Minnesota at Minnesota. They've been, they've been rocking and, uh, you know, they're, they're a top 25 team right now. You know, they got guys like Anthony Cowan Jr., Bruno Fernando, Jalen Smith, Andre Wiggins, Eric Ayala. It's just, they're pretty stacked, you know, and, uh, yeah, you got to give it up to this team. They, they they've done an exceptional job, and they they have a higher ceiling because they've had some better recruits than Nebraska. Next, I have Purdue. Matt Painter, man, he's loved and hated out there. It just depends who what your feelings on him really are. Carson Edwards is a beast, and. That's about it. <laughs> there's, well, there's a few other guys. Matt Harms is really good, and Klein's good, but uh, Bordeaux and, but uh, you know, they're really a one man team if you look at the stats. Indiana is next. Archie Miller doing a fantastic job. Ro- Romeo Langford, when he's hot, the team's unstoppable. When he's not, man, they they'll sometimes look lost. Sometimes it's just. How well is Romeo playing? Ohio State I have next. They've been a little bit disappointing, losing a few games here. Let's see if they can rebound. I had them a lot higher. I think I had them as high as third, but now I have them at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. But they're all really bunched up after, you know, Michigan State. Wisconsin's not even that much you know, I had a Nebraska kind of thing. I think it's just it's it's Michigan, Michigan State, then the bunched up Wisconsin, Nebraska, Maryland, Purdue, Indiana, Ohio State, and then Iowa's eh, there after Ohio State. Fran McCaffrey, this team can't does not do well on the road. Minnesota is next. They had that great win against Wisconsin in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin played terrible that game. Then you have Penn State with Pat Chambers um, won the NIT last year. Then you have Northwestern, Rutgers, which had that awesome win against Ohio State a few days ago, and then Illinois, the bottom of the barrel. Man, what happened to Illinois? It used to be a a great basketball team. But to our chagrin, whatever keeps the Badgers towards the top is what makes me happy. And uh, obviously winning Big Ten sports betting is what really makes me happy. So that's what we're focused on for this week. All right. Well, without further ado, like I said, we're going to keep this kind of short and sweet. We're going to get right into our plays for the weekend. I'm going to start out with a nice and easy one for you. We're going to go with the team I know best, and that's the University of Wisconsin playing Purdue at home. The spread's for between four and five points. The look-ahead line it came out. It's Friday night game to get your weekend going. If you look at both teams, you think top 30, right? Both both tournament teams this year. You, I, I, I'd be shocked if one of them didn't make it, okay? Purdue has an outstanding guard in Carson Edwards. He scores 24.5 points per game, okay? But there is a significant drop-off after him. 
significant. There is only one more guy at Purdue who averages double-digit points, okay? And that's senior guard, Ryan Klein. So that's the team, you know. I mean, they got a lot of bench depth, but Wisconsin, on the other hand, they have three guys in double digits with Ethan Happ, Demetric Trice, Brad Davidson, and a much better defense than Purdue. One thing that I like to look at this time of year when handicapping is this home and road splits. Okay. It, it's just a nice predictor. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't tell you the whole story to just take their season average against their season average. You know, you got to kind of look at home and road splits when it comes to your handicapping. Okay. Purdue at home averages a nice fat 82 points per game, but they're not at home. They're on the road. And they're, it's all the way down to 74 points a game when they're on the road. Wisconsin at home averages a fat 81 points per game and only 69 on the road. So that shows you your big variance about the home and road splits. And that's why you should look at that when you handicap. The fact that Wisconsin plays a slower game, it's way slow, <laughs> Um they also outrank Purdue in both field goal percentage at home at 50% to Purdue's 42.7%. I think those two factors really, really speak volumes here. Okay. Because Wisconsin is going to control the pace of the game, frustrate Purdue, and Purdue is going to shoot a bad percentage on the road. It's already shown. The Badgers had a stinker at home last time, right, against the Gophers. Then they went to Penn State. Penn State's Pat Chambers was suspended a couple nights ago. I think it was Sunday night. And uh, Wisconsin destroyed. But now they're coming back, and they let down their fans when they played the Gophers. So they're going to be looking for a little redemption against Purdue for the fans. But now Purdue is going to be without swing forward Evan Baudreau, okay, he pulled his groin, and he is their fourth best scorer. You know, they're fourth. Now, they're all bunched up really after Carson Edwards, right? But still, I mean, big rotational guy here. The fact that Purdue is 0-4 and four straight up against top 25 teams and 1-3 and three against the spread on the road takes the cake to me. The formula here is simple. For Wisconsin, you stop Carson Edwards, and then you win big. That's the formula. Stop one player, win big. I Wisconsin winning 73-62, to 62, and uh, uh, so I'm easily taking them, those five points, liking it big, and I also lean the under 137. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, let's move into Saturday. Now, we have to predict the lines a little bit on Saturday. Later in the year, you, you'll start seeing some Saturday lines when the NFL's over, okay, on Thursday night. But we're going to go with Virginia versus Clemson. Um, and Clemson's laying seven points is my guess, looking at the power ratings, public ones. This is a spot that I look for in college basketball, this spot right here, okay? 
and you know, I have to go through when when I'm handicapping teams, I can't just pick every single one. I have to go through it until I like a situation. And I ran into this one after you know multiple times. You know, you have a team like Clemson, right? Who is ten and five? They're hungry for another tournament berth in a very tough ACC. So at ten and five after the non-conference isn't. Ugh. This isn't a perfect situation to be in, right? But they're facing an undefeated and great Virginia team. Um, man, I love Virginia. They, they have a great coach there. And Bennett, he's awesome. I always wanted him to be a Badger because his dad, Dick Bennett, coached the Badgers. But I think he's stuck there. <laughs> I don't think he wants to leave. The keys to this game here is that Clemson was without Andre Reed for a while. You know, he came back a few games ago, but I believe some of those losses kind of affected this line a little bit. They didn't factor in maybe um, that Andre Reed's going to be gone because that's just the feeling I get. Now, the line didn't come, the line didn't come out yet, but but I don't know if they factored in the fact that Andre Reed was gone during some of those uh, losses. Sometimes they catch that, and sometimes they don't. Okay, if you go by straight Ken Palm, it's not catched. You know, because they just go by how good you were. So that's another rule of thumb when you're handicapping. You also can't look at the trends, really. You know, Clemson has some bad trends. I think they're like two and six on the road against the spread. But, you know, Reed was out a few games. And uh, now he's back. And uh, that's an important thing. Clemson is also having their ACC home opener this game, all right? Their ACC conference home opener, which you know they're going to show up for that, all right? And they're going to try and flex their muscles a little bit. Thirdly, Clemson just faced another slow and methodical team in Syracuse their last game a few games ago. They lost, but the Syracuse 2-3 zone is a little bit similar to the pack line defense of uh, of Virginia's, okay? It, it's pretty similar. They're both great defenses, right? And uh, Clemson should now be ready for it that they face Syracuse. The last thing about this handicap is that Virginia, they're going to be looking ahead to their rival, number nine, Virginia Tech, in a couple days. They might sleepwalk through this game and not expect a lot. So I'm going to take Clemson here, and it's I'm guessing it's going to be around plus seven. Hopefully it's higher. I'm not going to take it if it's five, maybe over five, and I'm probably going to sprinkle the money line. So uh, I'll be looking at Virginia versus Clemson, Clemson home dog, and we'll be taking Clemson at plus seven points or more. Pittsburgh versus NC State. NC State's going to lay about 12-ish points over unders about 157. So Pittsburgh's coming off a very nice W against Louisville, and they needed it. You know, they, they had an easy schedule. I think this is going to be their letdown spot. Pittsburgh has been kind of hot and cold team all year, but they haven't faced a ton of adversity or hard schedule at all. I like the fact that NC State, just lost their last game against North Carolina and should be poised for a bounce back spot. Okay. Pittsburgh doesn't rank 
over 47th in any major category on offense or rebounding or turnovers, even with this easy schedule, yet somehow they won 11 and four, right? I mean, they've, they've played up straight up to made against, except for West Virginia, which they lost by 10, and in Iowa, which they lost by a couple points. Very bottom of the barrel they've played. NC State, on the other hand, is sixth in points per game, fifth in field goal percentage, 11th in three-point percentage, and 12th in assists. Offensive juggernaut. NC State plays at a very fast pace. 75.2 plays per game, adjusted for opponent, which ranks 10th in the nation. Because of this, they can easily run up the scores on bad teams, medium teams or bad teams. The Wolfpack averages 90 points per game at home. The Panthers, 69 on the road. That tells you a lot right there. So I have NC State here winning 89 to 74. So I actually think that they can cover the spread as well as nail the over. So let's see where this line comes out. But I like NC State all the way up to 14. I'm laying the NC State minus 12-ish. And I lean over 157. So if that, if that thing's lower than that, you might be firing on the over. And I might be tweeting that out. All right, the last game I want to talk about for Saturday is Ohio State versus Iowa. Iowa leading two points at home. Okay, so you look at that, it's a low spread here. And, uh, you know, you almost think that maybe Ohio State should be favored. I guess if you looked at it two weeks ago, they'd be favored by more. Ohio State's coming off two losses in a row here. One good loss versus Michigan State and one bad loss versus Rutgers. It was a bad loss. While Iowa is coming off two nice wins versus Nebraska at home. And at Northwestern, Ohio State is dying for a win here, right? How bad would it be for them to start conference play and drop three in a row? That would be bad. Devastating for the team, I think. They were a tournament team last year. Decent seed. You know, that should all be... Well, this should give them all the motivation in the world, in my opinion, right? Iowa seems to play much better at home. On offense, but on defense, they still give up 72 points per game, whether at home or on the road. They give up points at home. According to a numbers perspective, just to make it simple, I did the algorithm 75 to 74. I have Iowa winning this game. So that's pretty close to the minus two. But that doesn't really factor in that I think Ohio State is going to be more motivated here, you know, Iowa coming off two wins. Ohio State coming off two losses here. If I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna take Ohio State at plus two or greater for sure. I lean them at plus one. You know, so um any dog bigger than that, I definitely like Ohio State plus two or better. So that's the play if you happen to run into this game. The games in the Big Ten on Sunday include 
Give me one sec. Penn, Michigan State at Penn State and Northwestern at Michigan. Well, Michigan State should handle Penn State. I don't know what that line's going to be. It looks like Langford's going to be out for a while. But uh, I would lean Michigan State right now without just without seeing anything. Uh, Northwestern at Michigan. The weird thing about Northwestern, they have Michigan's number. I don't know how they keep doing this, but hell, they just they they lost to Michigan by two points at home. Had control of that game for some reason. Northwestern just seems to have their number. Well, it was since last year. I even think I was on Michigan when they you know thought that was not going to be a trend, but now it's kind of a trend to me is that Northwestern has their number. So I'm probably going to be on Northwestern um, at Michigan on uh, on Sunday. So. You know, kind of keep that in mind. And to guess the line on the uh, Michigan State game, looking at a power rating, it looks like they'll be favored by about 10 points. Anything under that, I'd be probably on Michigan State. Anything over 11, I it would probably be a stay away. You know, anything 14 or over would be more of a Penn State play. But I but like Michigan against Northwestern. Michigan's going to be favored by, ooh, a lot. <laughs> um, since they're at home, they're probably going to be favored by about 13 points here. So I would definitely take Northwestern all the way down to probably nine or eight even. You know, that's how, that's how Northwestern's had their number. But either way, we'll see where those lines come out, and we'll make our decisions on Sunday. Should you have any questions for the Odds Breakers, please feel free to tweet us or contact us from the website, theoddsbreakers.com. Everyone else, have a fantastic weekend and go get some wins.